You are listening to episode 71 of the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Today we are talking about how to love an imperfect country. With all that's happening in our nation today, with all the confusion and the chaos, we want to give you some encouragement in how to love this great country we're in and how to teach that concept to our children. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family podcast. Don and Suzanne Manning here on the week of the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. That's right. We love you. <laughs> we, we may have, we will have a maybe somewhat rambling discussion today because we are trying to figure out, we ask ourselves the question. We've always in our family instilled a love of country in our family. If you, if you ask our oldest daughter, Molly, her favorite <laughs> holiday by far is the 4th of July, and she loves everything about flags. And Well, we have, we have so many memories that are geared around that. We would go to Old Navy, and everybody would get a, fl- a shirt that has you know yes. red, white, and blue, and we would have the neighborhood parades and friends by the pool with watermelon and in the night with fireworks. I mean, we celebrated the 4th of July big. And, and that's just the 4th of July. We were talking about, you know, what else have we done to instill in our family? We, we, you know, talk about politics and we talk about a lot of different issues, right. but we also always well, and we've are, traveled the nations too. So we've been able to compare and contrast even other countries compared to our country. Right. And we also, um, you know, just, even in all the um, uh, this political discussions and, and ways of things, you know, we encourage our kids to look at the world and, and see the world and see the things in it. But in the, in the midst of that, we've also always said, hey, we have a great country and we've instilled in them a love of country, not just on the 4th of July, but throughout right. the year that we mm-hmm. support our leaders, even when we don't agree with them and things like that. And so <laughs> Which we is said, sometimes hard. Yes, exactly. And so we said, <laughs> what? And so basically it's like, why do we do this? And, and all of our kids have a love of country. They, they respect and honor and appreciate the United States of America that we live in and also appreciate the world that we live in and all the different things going on. So why did we do that and how did we do it? We wanted to share a little bit of that with you. And, and really, it's even more important in these times when there's a lot of chaos going on that makes us angry sometimes. You know, we've got whatever your view is on the COVID virus, whatever your view is on social justice, whatever your view is on the upcoming elections, it and whatever racial strife yes all of whatever your view is on the media or you know and uh, you know because i'm anti that right now actually (laughs) as people of faith we feel our world kind of slipping we have for years really i mean even decades we feel like there is this tide that our world is slipping away from us and and how do we deal with this in our countries we shouldn't even say our world Maybe it's our world, but really what we focus on is our country mm-hmm. and the direction of our country is slipping away from us. And the, and it makes 
it, it also brings out people around us that are, you know, in the news and the social media and things, and they just make us mad. Well, because somebody has to be the bad guy of all this animosity that's being stirred up inside of us. And so I think that a lot of the times we focus it on the person or on the country or on the event or on the situation that's happening. And reality is it's just an out of control situation because it's the world because it's full of sinners, yeah. because we are, we, 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 this is not our home. This is not where we belong. We right. belong. We are citizens of a whole nother place and that's heaven. Yeah. And yet I say we love our imperfect country. You know, we, and how do we love our imperfect yeah, country? Yeah. It's by loving the, the creator of our imperfect country. Yeah. Let me direct you to, um, a great place to read to figure out where you should be with respect to loving country and, and respecting leaders and things is Paul tells us in Romans 13, it is a chapter on authority. It's a chapter on uh, government. It's a chapter on loving difficult people in your, in your world, in your country. But, you know, so let's just start out with Romans 13 one. And it's a verse that I have taught my kids. We've taught our, you know, our, our, everybody we can talk to about it because we think it's so important. It says, let everyone, and that includes us. <laughs> I'm part of that everyone. <laughs> yes, You're part of that everyone. Exactly. <laughs> let, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Why? For there is no authority except, no authority. So notice the language here. He says, everyone. He says, no. He wants to be emphatic. He's not, this is not up for debate. He says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. I find such great comfort in that verse because when I start questioning the authorities in my life and what they're telling me to do, that verse reminds me that God's in control. He's in charge, that he put them there. And if I'm unhappy with them, then I'm really unhappy with God. Right. And so I get, but which is amazing because I can go directly to God and I don't have to change that person. I can talk to God about it and he's in charge of changing or adjusting. And so I, I find such great comfort in that verse. And we can appeal to him to change the authority. We can appeal appeal to him to elect the right person. God wants our prayers and things like that. But once they're in, God well, put them there. Well, and then we can just rest in the fact that God's in charge. We can lean back and just trust that he's got a plan and he's activating his plan. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, I've, I've been reading the gospels. So uh, over and over the last few months and you and Jesus are best friends. Yeah, I, mean, I need to be. That's why I've been reading them because I want to be more like Jesus. I need some things to change. But but one of the things that I see is that Jesus worked in a very oppressive government times. Mm -hmm. He he, and yet mm -hmm. he thrived in those times, and we can too. We've seen God thrive in. He good... even thrived under the authority. I mean, of right. those times, he figured out a way to get along with the authority and do what they said while radically doing the opposite of what they are saying. Yes, exactly, and so. Uh, and even then, you know, I think about, um, we tell parents all the time about their children that, and about their family, that God doesn't make mistakes. And he didn't wake up one day and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe I married those two people. Or, oh my goodness. I put the wrong kid in that family. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I know you might think that sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, but it's not true. <laughs> and so, but what we say is we've got to believe that God put the exact right people in our family. And that helps us. It's like Suzanne says, it gives us comfort. It gives us a, it gives us a peace. It gives us a, a, um, 
an incentive and it gives us, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but it gives us this uh, motivation, if you will, to yeah. know that God's in charge. I can trust this. And so therefore it, and then what happens is you start looking at your kid differently. Oh, God placed them there for a reason. Oh, now I'm going to start looking for the good in that kid. I'm going to start looking to see how God's made them. And where is God in this situation? And how is God going to change me? That's what I think is the biggest thing right now, parents, is what's going on in our government? How is it going to change us? What is all the chaos and the confusion out there doing for us, changing us? Just like he's put that child in our family that feels like it's impossible to get along with, impossible to direct and even get to be obedient what is God doing in us what buttons are is that child pushing that that are driving us to cry out to God to depend on right. him and, and just like with that child you even though you love them and you want the best for them you're still trying to influence behaviors and still trying it doesn't mean we can't influence our society oh, but still good. but still so we good. do it while we still honor our government mm-hmm. so and the e- people in our government I mean, even if they want you to wear a mask and you want to wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask or you or even if take your pick if the president makes you mad whether it's obama or trump or, or the next one or the whoever next that's going to be or, he's going to make you mad somewhere along the way guaranteed if your leader let's say let's even break it down into smaller authorities let's say your teacher is not doing what you wanted to do. Are you coaches? Yeah. You had a run in with a policeman, right? You know, and they gave you a ticket and they were rude to you. You know, all these things are about authorities and government and all of them apply back to Romans 13. One, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there's no, there is no authority except that which God has established. This is a, as we look back on our 30 years of parenting, this is something that was taught to us when we were younger in our parenting and we have worked right. hard to instill it into our kids. And now we have a, you know, our family, we have a lot of debates. Oh my goodness. This coronavirus, we have had a thousand debates on the merits of this or whatever. And, and within, within our family, not necessarily, you know, outside of our family, but uh, we've had a, a lot of debates on, on what's happening with social justice and, and what's happening. Those are with a little more heated. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> But in the same, but you can still have the debates. That's what I want to try well, to get. It's the conversations, the interaction, and I think that it's important, parents, that we do that with our kids, and that when we do that, we that we are a safe place for them to discuss what's going on. Especially if you have a preteen or a teenager, it's so valuable that you're having these conversations. But even your little guys, because here's the deal: they're seeing it in the news, on the TV. They're seeing it, or they're hearing about it on the radio or your social media. And so they're living in it. They're not protected from it. And so the stance that you take as a parent is the most powerful filter that your kids are going to experience the government, the country with. And so if you are choosing to um, be a subject to your governing authority with your tone of voice, with the way you interact, with the way you talk about it, when you're not bad mouthing the authority, when you're not trashing the president or or then your kids are not going to either. They're going to honor and respect as you do because what we do is the biggest example, way more than what we say. 
our teenagers, our preteens and teenagers today, but from the power of YouTube and the power of social oh, media. Oh, Maddox knows way more they, than I do. They are, they are the most informed <laughs> oh. generation. They, you know, yes. we had newspapers, you know, and, and that, maybe, <laughs> whether we read them or not, they yeah, didn't scream at us. <laughs> yeah, and, and Time Magazine, maybe, you know, but they have all this stuff, and they're interested in the causes, and so it's. One thing is, it's a way to relate to your child. Mm-hmm. As but but what happens is, is that they start seeing mom or dad start to rant and rave on the government and things like that. Guess what you're instilling in them? You're instilling with them that authority isn't what it's cracked up to be. Well, and that God's not in charge. I mean, really what you're saying when you reject authority is that God's not in charge. And so we just encourage you parents to th- take a step back and think about that. Wow. God did put this person in office. God did put them in that position and in that role. Because another thing it does is when you have an authority as a parent, and when you break down that authority from, yeah. from the world and what God, he said, you know, in Romans 13, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Well, you, so when you're actually breaking down your own parental authority, when you're breaking down the authorities of the government. So, and again, parents don't let, let us, say that you can't argue about and we don't we we do need to be agents of change and we do need to be oh for sure but it's how we do it and and really it's interesting to me i would challenge you to read romans 13 and 14 it's just a great two chapters because he talked he talks at first about the governing authorities and, and even says in there that for for the one in authority is God's servant for your good mm-hmm. verse 4 says that mm-hmm. he says for the one in authority is God's servant for your good that's another belief system that that policeman is our servant for our good they in it and that that government official is our servant for our good um then he goes on to say though he goes on to talk about the people because it's not only the government but we also man i probably get even more annoyed sometimes with the people and all the opinions on social media and all the things that are going on. And I'm like, no, I just want to say, shh. <laughs> well, I want to say you're an idiot. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh my goodness. How could you? Shh is way nicer, <laughs> Don. Know, I know. How could you have that opinion? Oh my goodness. Where, what planet did you come from? You know? And, and so I just, you know, and, and it makes me just, you know, I know about, it can make me angry and make yeah. me frustrated and bring yeah. out the passions in me and say, Oh my goodness, if you would just see this, you know, but, but in reality, um, Paul says in Romans thirteen six, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Mm-hmm. For whoever loves others fulfills the law. He goes on verse 10 and says, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And, and then he goes on in chapter 14 on just a quick summary that he says, Basically, the way you love them is to not judge them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> That's like all matters are disputable because yeah, <laughs> there's so many different opinions. Yeah. It, uh, and it says, you know, in verse 13, therefore, let us, uh, you know, now... Oh, I'm reading, I'm reading this wrong. So let's see. But he says, why do you judge your brother? Or you again, why do you regard him with contempt? That's what happens is we, we, we have contempt towards our government. We have contempt yeah. towards the other people instead of seeing them the way God sees them and seeing them through the lens of love, through the lens of he's working, the sense of 
He's for them. He believes in them. You see what I'm see what we're saying, parents? Yeah. That's the shift you do in your family. Yeah, is to to present a case of love to, to and and understanding and to know the why behind it. You know why I, we, I can't even tell you how many times I've had a conversation with the kids about why do you think they're doing that? Why do you think we're why do you think we're where everybody's wearing masks? Why do you think that the racial tension's so high right now? Why do you think and understanding the why behind it because. The why leads us to love because it, we go through understanding and we realize, oh, God's doing something here. There's a work that's going on. There's a plan and there's a purpose because God designed it that way for us to love others. That's it. Whatever we go through, whatever circumstances are thrown at us, it is for the opportunity for us to choose love. And that starts with your family, but it also is how you interact with other people and when they see you, you know. Jesus didn't agree with the lifestyles of the prostitutes and the tax collectors that he was with. He, he never agreed with them at all, but yet they, were, they wanted to be around him. Mm-hmm. because he understood mm-hmm. them. He listened to them. He did things. He that loved were, them. He did. He loved them. He, he, and even though he called them to a higher standard, how do you change someone's viewpoint? Do you think you change it by arguing with them and by proving your point? Has that ever worked? <laughs> it doesn't work with me. <laughs> it <laughs> I mean, makes me mad. <laughs> yes, and it makes others mad around you, especially in when, when you get, and it almost works even differently when you get somebody and maybe it's your kid or, and, and what happens if your kid has a different viewpoint than you, mm-hmm. for example, but let's say it's your kid or let's say it's somebody outside your family. Maybe it's another family member. Maybe it's somebody right. at work or whatever. When they are, the more passionate they are about something, the less your argument's going to work. And, but the more you, when you understand them and love them and you break down the barriers, that's when you can actually have influence. The same thing applies in your family. When you, that's why we tell you relationships are so important. Right. It's the same thing here. It's the same principle. We are just, but how can we have relationships with these people that make us so angry and frustrate us or whatever? Well, it's because we trust that God's put them in our lives. God's put them in charge and we can trust in that to make it happen. Well, and that he is going to give us what we need to break down those barriers. He's going to give us that love that we need to relate to that person, that understanding, that supernatural insight into their perspective and where they're coming from. And so let's kind of wrap it up. Let's land the plane with this. Going off of what she just said, how do you get the strength? Do you, I mean, when these things happen, when, when, you know, the president says something or somebody, the leader of Congress says something, or we see it on social media. The mayor, the governor, it it just makes it, yes, it just makes us so angry and and flustered and upset. So what do we do as parents? Well, guess what? It's the same thing. You know, we talk about three fundamental commitments of crazy cool family, pursue God, build relationships, create culture. Mm -hmm. When you get flustered, when you get all the chaos, and, and we do see this a lot in families right now, people are just, they feel like the ground's just unsteady, unsteady. Mm-hmm. it's unstable. And so what do you have to do, parents, when that happens? You got to go to your stability. You got to go to God. You got to go to that first commitment, pursue God. You got to go down and say, hey, God, I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I, I don't know what to do. And God will give you, he, he says he'll give you a peace that transcends understanding we believe, therefore, because what we believe determines what we do. And so if you believe in what God is 
is doing and he and he's at work mm-hmm. and and God is is he's put these authorities in place he's not surprised by anything gives you this peace that you can then go give that peace to your family and so just a super practical thing as the 4th of July comes up I just encourage you to gather your family together clothe them in red white and blue <laughs> remind them how amazing our, our our country is that we get to live in the United States of America and how incredible is that and that it is God is the God of our country and I know people tell us that it's not but he is he was there he was there in the lives of the founding fathers when it was all created if if you go to Washington DC and God we trust is everywhere it's all over the place it's still there even though people tell us that it's not that they've removed God from the government he is still there because he's all-powerful he's omniscient he's everywhere mm-hmm. and so just pull your family together and just take a minute and pray for our country take a minute on the 4th of July and thank God for our country and thank him that he's in charge and he's in control and that we have no fear we, we don't have to worry about whatever authority is in place because he put him there. And so I just, I just, we just love the 4th of July and we hope that you go and just take some time to um, appreciate our country and love our God. Yes. And I will have Suzanne put a picture of her 4th of July cake on social media that she <laughs> makes <laughs> we make every year you know with makes, the strawberries and the blueberries you guys know the yes, whipped cream yes. yeah <laughs> she, is the, she makes an awesome fourth of july cake you can't have any because i'll eat it all but I'll, I'll have a pic we'll have a picture of it i'll make her make a picture of it and put it on social media this week um hey love you guys and yeah i just want to say god bless the usa yeah, i mean that's what needs to be coming off of our out of our mouths the the positive words god bless the usa this is a great country we live in a land of freedom we are the most free and we have a great uh, way of life sometimes Um, we just need to be reminded of that yes there is and and you know we as imperfect as our country is it is a great place to live and we love it and we want to instill that in our family and in our lives so hope this has been helpful i hope that you have a great fourth of july weekend and we uh, want to bless you in any way we can with, with celebrating the fourth. See you, parents. Go be crazy. CrazyCoolFamily.com.